We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. The Detroit Lions defeats the Washington football team 30-27. to On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about the game. And we're going to talk about our current feelings for this coaching staff. Can Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions make a playoff run? Find out on episode 142 of the Pride Podcast. Podcast episode 142 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Indeed.com and Bet Online AG. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How you boys doing today on this nice victory Monday, I guess, technically? How you boys doing? Woo! I'm good, man. I'm good. Honestly, the Lions win or lose, it does not affect my week anymore, so I'm good. Kudos to you, bro. You have that same energy, Malcolm? No, I do not, man. If they lose, I get pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, I get pissed. If they lost yesterday's game, what would your energy be this week? Oh, I'm... Fire Matt Patricia. I probably wouldn't have have a laptop to record, bro. Really? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's that deep, bro. I mean, I don't know. Me, I, I have mixed, I have mixed feelings right now. 
I have mixed feelings right now. Yeah, like I would have been pissed on game day, but then like after the game, I like on Monday the next day, I'd be like oh, fuck it, man, we're not even that good, so it doesn't matter if we win or lose. To be honest, right now, no, Still but to the to the Washington football team, that's another level. I mean, that's I know, level but you saw what happened yesterday. If we lose to the Washington football team, that's a whole another level of bad. Yeah, so I'm, okay, I'm interested now. So on Sunday morning, your game day, you know, usually. You're excited. You're hyped. You can't wait for 1 o'clock for the game. I'm going to start off with Malcolm. What was your game day vibes like yesterday? Was it the same as the same energy from week one? I woke up at noon. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I woke, no, I, woke up, I woke up pretty late. I woke up pretty late. It was like, like, uh, like 11, 11.30. So I already missed like most of the stuff. Usually I'm up like 10 o'clock, like 9, 9, 10, 10 o'clock, and I'm watching all this stuff and Getting ready, getting ready to see who's in and out. By the time I woke up, I was like, all right, I already know who's inactive. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, okay, so it was a different vibe, I guess, but that was not the answer I was expecting. Okay, Pierre, what about you? What was your game day vibe? So, like, normally in Sunday mornings, I always get up. I do the shit I have to do. I always have some stuff to do. I want to do it before the game starts, so I do that. And then I kind of just, like, look over the actors and actors list and stuff like that. Normally I'm really hyped. I wasn't that hyped yesterday. It's just like it was like whatever. Like we're playing the Washington. We should win this. Go Lions. I mean, no, bro. Like I wasn't as hyped. I will no, say I, this. I will say this. I was hyped when I found the, when I heard the news that um Swift was starting. That yeah. that that got me hyped. I, I was like I was excited for that. I mean, what, why do they wait this long though? Like we we've seen it. Like they they wait like till it's fucking, pointless. Fucking almost. fucking bevel. That's why, man. You know why they wait this long. <laughs> We I mean, you look at Kansas work. City and you look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville undrafted kid, they handed him like they, they handed him the ball right away. Uh, Kansas City, they gave it to Clyde Edwards. Like, why does he trade with like week ten or week whatever, week nine, week ten? Week I don't 10. know what week, week ten. Okay, well, why did they wait that long? Like, it it doesn't make sense. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, I feel you, Pierre. My like, my mood on Sunday morning was just not the same energy. It kind of felt almost like last year, around this time of year, when we were like out of it. And I'm like, yay, another Lions game. We're here again. And like, it didn't help that when Michigan doesn't win on Saturday, it does not help at all going into the following <laughs> Sunday. Bro, Michigan is a different straight. I don't even want to talk about that. Like, right it now. just it kills your vibe. I better, like, I better stop because you know the future coach is not going to be happy. Y'all talk bad about him. Oh, my God. You oh, my stay, God. You, you, you have to stop with this trend. You've been saying it now. Like, you're trying to predict that Jim Harbaugh is coming to Detroit. Like, no. it's not happening. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just playing. I, don't, I, I wouldn't want that to happen. That, that, that'll, that'll piss me off, too. You're not even from here. And, like, could you imagine, like, the Michigan, like, fans and Lions fans like us and, like, having to go through Harbaugh from Ann Arbor now just to downtown? That'd it's, be it's, it's like an inside joke I've just been doing, like, that we're just going to switch coaches. Yeah. Like they're gonna get Matt Patricia, like Michigan oh, gonna get Matt Patricia. <laughs> so so that, and we're gonna get we're gonna so, get um Jim Marble. So that win yesterday did not secure Matt Patricia's job, you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, crazy? No, that I mean well, I mean now we now we talk about the game. You guys wanna jump into the game and Yeah, I mean like for me to buy back in, they gotta win the next two. it's gonna be hard, but they got they gotta win the next two. Shit, you're, you're you're better than me, man. I think they got with the next three for me. Well, I'm not well the reason why I'm I say impressed. the next two is because I mean Houston and Deshaun Watson, their, their record might not be as good, but that offense is no joke. And then uh-huh. the Panthers, 
You see him yesterday versus the Browns? The Texans? They dropped no, seven like po- They dropped seven points on the Browns. Ow. It was ten to seven the game. Bro, yeah. Bro, they're not good. Their offense has been bad. They they're they, they 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 miss uh, let's just say let's just say that they, they miss hop. They miss, they miss hop badly. But like they, they got Cooks, they got Cobb, they got Fuller, they got Jordan Atkins, Darren Fowler, Deshaun Watson. Not enough, bro. They're bad. Their O line is trash, though. I'm not gonna lie. That team is trash. That team is trash, really? and the coaching is not as good either. It's Romeo Cornell, the oldest. He's older than Paul Pascaloni. <laughs> like, I'm not. No, I'm not making that up. He actually legit is older than Paul Pascaloni. <laughs> it's. I mean, that team is not good. But yeah. So okay, let's get into this game. <laughs> we played the football team this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I my bad. I don't know about that Texans from far away. I just thought they were loaded on offense. I, I'll wait till we watch the tape on them and break them down. We'll wait till like Thanksgiving yeah, week. Th- and that's why I say I'm not. I'm going to be impressed for two games. So be never mind that. I won't be impressed. I, they got to do more than that. Yeah, that, that that's just me. I mean, I, I don't know. But, I think yeah. This... If they win these next two games, though, I think that's showing something, though. Like you. You got through the at least. At least they're winning. I mean, they're winning the game that they're supposed to win. Yeah, and then at least you're setting up for an interesting December. If you win the next two games, you'd be above five hundred. And they'll be six and five. Six and five. So I mean, at least you're setting up for something. If you get by these next two games, setting up for an interesting December, you would still need to have a very successful December. But I mean, Malcolm. I mean, remember when I asked you this question after the Colts game? I asked. What do the Lions have to do in these next four games? You said three and one. Yeah. You said three and one, they'd be in good shape. I did. But, but not, like, the way they're winning these games, though, sometimes it's no, like... I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely agreeing, but I told the Melko, I said four and oh, that they have to go. So uh, Yeah, but three and... I mean, think about it. They, three and one, they're in good shape still. I mean, record-wise and, and play, playoff-wise, they're in good shape. But they're just not a. They're not. Dude, a I gotta be honest, dude. Washington missed the field goal yesterday. If they make that field goal, we're looking at a whole different game. I mean, you could say whatever. Yeah, I mean, like if the if the Desmond Trufant penalty wasn't called, the game's over. The game's over. Yeah, I'm just saying though. Like I'm just saying though. Like they're like kind of like from a missed field goal away to losing to Washington. Kind of like I'm just kind of like looking at it sort of like that. It, I know. I'm it's just. Ma- I'm just mad that they but, let like, him come back. Yeah, that's, see that that should yeah, be that's, well, that's like what I'm talking about. Like you're up twenty four three, and um, fuck, man, like what the hell? Every no, this team sucks, man. I like it's gonna be a lot more than these next two games to convince me that this team is legit. If they get past these next two games, I'm interested. I'm gonna keep my eye out. Obviously, like I am every game, but like. Yeah. You're gonna be excited for game days. It's gonna you know be exciting again. But this team has shown no major improvement from last year to this year. And you might say, Oh, look at the record. Yeah, they already have more wins than last year. But do you actually see any difference from this team last year from this year? Maybe just the I mean, would Stafford when he was playing those first eight games or nine games, whatever it was. Wasn't it? Three, four, and one with Stafford, and now they're four and five. It's basically the same thing. Like this is just the same team to me. Like I, we always say if Stafford was probably healthy all year last year, even though they won three games, they probably win around seven, maybe eight games, right? If Stafford's healthy all year. Or yeah, or or nine. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, thought nobody, that. nobody knows. That's what I'm saying. But like, but they're definitely winning more than three games. I mean, yeah. But like, this is kind of what I expected. This is like the team that I expected. It's like, like I mentioned, it's not going to be the worst team in football. You're not going to lose to teams like the Jets. I can't even say the Giants because the Giants actually look okay. But the Jets football team, whatever, you're not going to be looking as bad as them. But then at the same time, you're not good enough with the big dogs. The teams like the Steelers, the Chiefs, you know, the Saints, whatever. You're not there with the big dogs right there. So right now the Lions are just stuck, man. They're stuck in no man's land. This sucks. And that game yesterday proved me nothing besides that. They're maybe worse than I thought they were. I mean, at least in the first half, they looked promising. The third quarter looked promising. But they might be worse than I thought they were. Blowing that game to Alex Smith and the football team, they didn't blow it. But blowing that lead to Alex Smith and the football team, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. You know what? That, you know what's hilarious? Do you guys see Patricia's reaction? He, like, looked up kind of and kind of, like, yeah. excited. He was wearing a mask, but it looks like he was like, here we go oh, again. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. And then, um, but like we were talking like about negatives. Can I bring up a couple of positives just like yeah. that I saw? I don't know, there, there, um, were there were some positives. The O line played well against a really good front. We talked about how good that front was. They they did really well against them. And then um, they also were able to pass the ball against the number one ranked uh, pass defense, which was really encouraging. Without especially even without Kenny Galladay, I thought they struggled more in that department and. Um, so th- that was really nice to see. And then also, I mean, we blame Bevel a lot, but yesterday he was pretty good for the most part. Yeah, he always has his questionable calls, but for the most part yesterday he was really good. Utilized Swift well. The play action was there. Um, got everyone involved. Maybe Hawk should have been involved a little more, but, I mean, I thought he was pretty good yesterday for the most part, Bevel. Yeah, Stafford played a very clean game. He was sharp. Offense, for the most part, Looked good yesterday. Um, they're running the ball really well through the gaps of DeAndre Swift. Yeah, Swift, Swift just looked Swift. very good. Swift looked really good yesterday. Yeah. Stafford looked very good, like I mentioned. Be- Bevel, he looked good in the at moments, but there was times where the Lions' offense was just getting three and outs and giving Washington the football right back. They had all the momentum, and they were scoring. The offense wasn't staying on the field. It was coming very conservative. I don't know. So was it a better game for Bevel? Yeah, for sure. But I wouldn't necessarily say it was a good game for Doe Bevel, if that makes sense. I, maybe I want to say like maybe it was like his best game he's called this year. Like that's not overall, saying much. Kind of. not, not saying much. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. But like it was nice to see like Swift like get like all of the carries. I think like he had like 73% of the snaps or something like that. So I forgot the exact numbers, but I know Carrion and AP each had like seven to nine snaps, something like that. So it was nice to see Swift actually be the number one back. We've been saying this for a while. You got to feature this kid. You took him at 35. When you draft guys early, you have to freaking use them, right? And they finally did that. It took long, but but at least they did it. Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? It, it just shows. And the reason, I guess the reason why um, Pierre is liking the play calling so much this game versus other games because – well, Swift is not just running up the A gap. No, you're right. You could do, do so many things. You, you could do counters. You could you, you could do stretch plays. You could the there's so many. You know the screen. You could even have him out wide and have him just just you know make plays. He did all that. He's he a guy. He was out wide play action. Yeah. He's a guy that he just needs the ball in his hands. And Absolutely. That's. I mean, I think this is something that they could take going forward, which could be a positive for this team, and it could make this offense even better if. 
And going forward, you know, they use Swift everywhere. And Swift, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but you might have to turn your offense towards Swift now. I mean, he might be have to be like the the face of, of this offense right now. I mean, we'll see. We got Galladay coming back hopefully soon. I mean, Dusty's going to open things up even more. That's, I was going to say, that's better for everybody. At yeah, that's better so, for everybody. He's going to open yeah. up things more. So the more he gets Swift involved in, I mean, you know, Kenny Galladay is going to get more opportunities. We saw Marvin Jones come out of nowhere. He had one of his best games last week. Well, you told fantasy owners to bench. First, well, first of all, I was listening to you, Tyler. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I was listening We're, to you. How did this narrative change to me? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm with Malcolm. You did say that. You texted in the group chat. I heard you. I whole narrative flipped on me now. And Malcolm <laughs> clearly said on last episode, I asked him because he is a Marvin Jones owner. I said, are you starting Marvin Jones? He said, absolutely not. I'm not starting and, and Marvin this Jones. Is why, and this is why I might lose this week. Because I had oh my goddamn bench. 25 plus, you lost. <laughs> yeah, but Tyler, why is this here in the text messages? Yo, yo, Malcolm, make sure you bench Marvin proof. Jones. I want proof. You can I'm post this on Twitter. I'm, I'm messing with you, bro. I'm messing with you. I'm, you did not text I'm just messing right. with you. Right. You're just going to hire Colton from Lions Royalty to make a Photoshop picture of me <laughs> saying that now. That's going to do all that. But, that would be funny, though. But Marvin Jones, I'm telling you, Swift, he made it, he made it easy for everybody. And yeah, this is definitely one of Bevel's this year, one of his better games he called. He was taking shots off field. And he used that swift. And that's what that's what you gotta do, man. I agree. Offense was I mean, it was fun. I mean, your boy Quintess Cephas though, man. They try to get involved in Oh my god. Oh yeah. Cephas. I mean, I, that guy is just not I, I don't know if he's thinking too much, had a drop, and then like Stafford threw like a game winning touchdown. Distract the ball. And he just kind of like tracked it wrong. I don't know what he, the was, he was behind doing. The, he was behind he the defense. The ball. I, don't even know, I don't even know how. First of all, I don't even know how Washington would let him get behind the defense like that. Bro, his route running is really good. I'm not going to lie. He was getting separation, but the guy can't catch. He got, he was wide open. He got behind the defense. All he needed to do was just keep running at the same pace. And the ball's gonna land running like right, right there. It's gonna land right to him. I know, and he's like, he slowed down. He tried to find the ball. I'm not sure if he lost in the lights. I don't know what happened, but man, there was no fans. What do you mean lights? Oh, the <laughs> lights are just the lights are still on. I mean, but like, I, I don't. It's just it was. It actually looked really embarrassing. Like it, it that was, was bad. bad. It was bad. <laughs> Shit, uh, I don't know what uh, happened. I know this guy is not going to partner anytime soon. Yeah, do <laughs> like a dart, like on a slant dart. I mean, you have to catch that. I know he threw it really hard, but you have to catch that. The one yeah. he dropped earlier, I think, it was like earlier in the game. I forgot when it was, but he dropped it. Drops are coming to issue with this team. I know we see it every week, but like they're coming an issue every week, man. Was, every week, there's at least like one crucial drop every game. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's, um, last year they didn't have that issue. Last year they were really clean in that department. This year, I mean, I think they already passed their drops from last year. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong though. But know. it's it's a disaster. I know Talib at one point during the broadcast or whoever his partner was. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he they they mentioned that he had 22. The Lions have 22 drop passes in this game, or not in the game, but in the season. Yeah, that's far too many. 22 yeah, drop is. passes in what 10 weeks. Yeah, nine, nine games because they had a bye. Nine games. So. That's not good uh, at all. But, I mean, besides the, the, the few drops we had, I think offensively we played damn near good, good offense. We had a good offensive game. 
Yeah, it was it was good. And even even with that good offense that we had on the field, we still allowed a Washington football team to cut into a twenty one point lead. Yeah, let's let's transition now to the defense. How the hell did that happen? The defense. Mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the defense. So um so like when Washington was starting to come back, Detroit was almost exclusively in man. And, bro, like, even Talib said it. They kept running crossers on us and completing them, dinking and doinking their way to the end zone. Crosser, mm-hmm. crosser, crosser, crosser. Like, at it's some point, going back to life. They, they rushed three, like, a lot. Like, why, why are you rushing three against freaking Alex Smith? Send the house at him. And this pass rush sucks. It sucks, the, the, man. It, I don't know. I don't, like, me two pressures yesterday. But um, the thing is, though, why? Why are you rushing three and, and playing man? Like you're not. You're not going to pressure the quarterback. What are you trying to get covered sacks? Like I, I don't understand the rushing three concept. It, it doesn't work. It might work once in a while, but it doesn't work that well. They they got to stop doing that. Rushing three. I mean, it works at times. It makes rushing sense three, at times. Yeah. If, if you're going to play like a cover four, and you're going to send three and send everybody else in coverage, it makes it's, sense. It's a, but it, 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 it's effective. They run it way I mean, too often, though. That's a problem. It didn't work yesterday, bro. It didn't work yesterday that well. It really did not. I mean, Washington was ex- literally completing every... Alex Smith had all day. He was even scrambling in the pocket and just looking for guys to throw to. <laughs> they they brought some weird formations, too. You look at the All-22. They they were trying to like generate pressure in different ways again this week. And they have... They have I'm telling you, they have packages. They have formations that they send out on second and long and third long to yeah. put pressure on the quarterback. Like they have those packages, but the thing is, if they're on third and short or second and short, yeah, they don't the go. They don't out. bring up. They don't bring those packages out. Yeah, they keep the big boys. In they the play game. like off man too. They, like you got to play press when it's like third and short. Third and press. You play off man. They're gonna get the completion. Soft so zone. Press, you're press completion. You got to press. McLaurin? Yeah, McLaurin. Okay, but Mal- McLaurin will kill you. You're a, but you're getting a big ass cushion, bro, and they're already completing it. So, so try something else. I know, but you you would want that completion in front of you instead of behind you. But you giving up the first down then? You're giving up a touchdown then, because <laughs> if Terry McCoy right. gets behind you, you, you get a touchdown. Yeah, especially with this pass rush. He's bad. He's, he's speedy. I mean, you got to give him. A, I don't know about everybody else, but Terry McLaurin, you have to give him a cushion. Yeah, yeah. Speedy, but his route running is like his route running is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um. One another thing I want to bring up. So in the first half, this is from ESPN stats. So in the first half, the Lions ran 30, 30%, 30.4% man, 69.6 zone percent. And then um, in the second half, they ran 62.9% man and 37.1 zone. So they gave up three points in the first half and 24 points in the second half. Yeah. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. I really don't know, man. I mean, is that a coincidence? This, this defense sucks, man. It's it's coming back to life what we expected it or what it was earlier in the year. I mean, they're not really doing a great job stopping the run again. They're giving a bunch of yards in the past. So, Malcolm, what, what are your thoughts on, like, do you think that's a coincidence where they played, like, where they gave up three points, they played mostly man in the first half, and they gave up 24 points when they played mostly man? Is that a coincidence or is that, like... You mean zone in the first half? Yeah, and my bad. Zone, zone in the first half, man in the second. I mean, some teams, some guys do that, man. You know how they say in clutch moments you gotta go to your bread and butter. This is not their bread and butter, though. Like it may, like it might be Patricia's bread and butter, but it's clearly well, not the team's bread and butter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
You know, oh. and then like it seems like whenever they get the lead, they they do this all the time. They just kind of like, all right, we're just gonna take our foot off the pedal. We're just gonna like ride this through and see see what happens. And every time they do that, they they give up a lead, like twenty four three against Washington. You should keep that and build up on that. You know, I agree with you that that the whole the fact that they allowed that to even happen <laughs> pissed me off. I was so mad. I mean, I tweeted yesterday, even if the Lions win, Patricia should still not have a job the next day or whatever it was. He really shouldn't. Like, You're not going to fire him for that. No, obviously not. Ownership would never do that. But, I mean, how – I don't know how to say it. I'm kind of like lost for words. How do you give up – How do you let Alice Smith do that to you? Is that what you're trying to say? How do you give up 21 unanswered points to the Redskin, to the Washington football team? Alex Smith cooked us. He had a he saw day. he saw he saw our soft defense, the soft coverage, and he did he, you know you heard the phrase take what's given like you you take what's given to you. That's you what he did the whole game. You remind me of what Mitch Trubisky did to us in the first game. Mm, no, I don't want to go that far. Why? Because Dude, Alex Smith had Alex a Smith, high in yards yesterday. Yeah, he did, but like I said, I think that's inflated, bro. He his average. Was seven point one yard per 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 throw. I mean, that's dingus. Fourth, fourth quarter, he was taking some shots. He was taking some shots, but like he some. didn't take. He didn't take. <laughs> he I mean, 50, he threw how many passes? What fifty? Yeah, he threw almost fifty passes. Fifty passes. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, five of those passes went more than fifteen yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he, I threw mean, 50, yeah. he threw fifty passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying in the fourth, it was all the f- first quarters. The first half, they didn't take any shots at all. It was literally a high school offense. It was just run, um, the little like you know, it was a running back in the backfield with him, and they and the- handed off or a little short pass. It was like that was all first half through the first three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, he shredded us apart and taking some shots. I mean, in the shots that you, you're talking about, he took. I mean, he completed one third and fifteen, and yeah, one fourth and eighteen. It was fourth and eighteen. Yeah, he. Co- was it 14 or 3rd 18? 14-18. So he, he completed an 18-yard pass. And then there was another long, it was like a 3rd and long. Maybe I think 3rd and 12. I mean, he took some shots in the middle of the field towards the end of the game. When they, yeah. needed, when they needed to score fast, I mean, he, they weren't running that same offense. It was a lot different. Yeah. But I'm saying, it's, 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 I think it's a little inflated. And plus, we kept him out of the end zone. He didn't score any touchdowns. He got down there, and then they just rushed the ball. I mean, you can't say he didn't get down there. No, oh, he got down there. He I got mean, down He could have easily thrown a touchdown. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he, he the defense is soft. So I mean, I, I mean, yeah, he could. But I, I don't know. Thing is, I don't want y'all to think I, I'm I'm trying to defend this, this defend this bullshit. It, it was bad. But Alex Smith, I'm the guy Smith the whole night. It looked like it was nothing but dink and doink. Mainly it was. I'm not. You're right. Three quarters it was, but in the fourth quarter. He proved he could do whatever he was doing whatever the hell he wanted. Really, he wanted. I mean, he didn't have any like like this defense didn't make any plays really besides the fumble. Yeah, okay. and, and yeah, Malcolm, you you bring up the Dink and Doig though, and even Atlanta did that against Detroit. Like some point, even those yards, like they're still getting yards. Seems they're getting yards out of that, right? Yeah, like you have to, well, you have Atlanta, to like, tighten up a little. Well, Atlanta, Atlanta, we we know we were trying to you know not get beat deep. I know. I'm just that was different. Like that, general, was different. that was different. That was that was different situation. I know. In general, though, like teams are still getting these yards on you every week. Every week you're getting beat by crossers. Every freaking week this team gets beat by cross. There hasn't been a week 
where they haven't got beat by like at least five crossers in the game. They get beat by those every week. But they I don't still think, like. I don't, I don't think our defense. I don't think our defense is good, to be honest with you. It, it's not. That's what we're saying. Like, they, I mean, any team can just come in and dink and doink on Mattress's defense. Probably. Patricia lives and dies by the men don't break, but yeah, I mean they, they break. <laughs> he lives like by the like. All right, it's okay. Once they get, he doesn't care about giving yards. He cares about giving up points. So once they get in the red zone, you guys, how you know that? That's how he I is, mean, sort of. That's, I don't yeah. really like that philosophy. I mean, it is what it is. If you don't give up points, it works. I don't care. But yeah, that's true. They give, they're giving up points. That's but the dude, They give up a shitload of points. Yeah, no, I mean, Washington. They're, they're put not up giving up points, though. I don't think anybody cares. We're all fine by the bend don't break. But the problem is, it's breaking. It's it's bending and breaking. It's not just it's, it's not it's just bending. broken. God damn it! It's, it's, it's breaking. It's not just bending. <laughs> it's just so, broken. God damn it! Yeah, it's a mess. The defense sucks. Um, the pass rush is. It's just back to uh, last year or the last you know a couple of years. I mean, this pass rush sucks, man. But they're missing. They're missing a guy from the interior that can pressure. They really are. Like I mean, look at the guys they have. They have uh, uh, Danny uh, Shelton, John Penasini, and Nick Williams, who was out. I think I'm saying on third downs, they don't really have like, a guy who could penetrate the pocket and move the pocket. Like the, they need a guy from the middle. No, I understand. I, I agree. I'm saying Frank Huron was their guy. Yeah, <laughs> Frank yeah, Huron. Yeah. I, th- I think Karen. I think they they overthink the situations. Like, yeah, look at it this way: Romeo Cora has how many sacks? Seven. Six, six, six. How many he has six right now? Whatever. I'm not, he's a lot. Right, he has six. Now he has six sacks, playing very limited. Like we had these guys out consistently down one through three. We'll probably have a better out um, outcome. Romeo Cora probably have more sacks right now. Yeah, man, I mean. I mean, he's only out there in packages where you're there to rush the passer, but he's not out there first down. Yeah, he's not, not a good run defender. That's why. I mean, shit. You know how they are. They, they want to defend the run first, and yep. so they, they bring in their big packages. Yeah, and then they have they big, wanna... I, I know that, but I'm talking about like you're talking about like getting pressure on a quarterback and stuff like that. We probably be in a better situation. We started these guys Playing the whole game. You're saying? Well, yeah. I mean. Like if they, had, if they had, if they had, if they had a one base front, if they had a four three, they say they're running a four three. One more Corby out there, you'll have probably Griffin on the other side, and then you have your two, you have your two D tackles. Yeah, yeah. But you'll have more opportunities to make plays. No, you're right, because you're right. Romeo Cor only plays around fifty some percent of the snaps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we have our our best pass rushers playing fifty percent of. The and, and we don't have a, a Jack linebacker that gets pressure at all. No, because that's Christian Jones. Well, yesterday was a lot of Austin Bryant, which he was okay. He's actually looked like, for like a guy who hasn't played, he's looked solid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's okay, yeah. So Good for him, man. Yeah, it's usually Austin Bryant, Christian Jones, or Reggie Ragland in the jack, and sometimes Jamie Collins. They just don't generate any pressure. I thought Ragland, like by the eye test, I didn't rewatch the game, but I was watching the game. I thought he had a really good game. I, I didn't see his PFF score or whatever. Just from the eye test, I thought he played well. Raglan played well yesterday. I mean, I think Raglan's having a hell of a year. I mean, yeah, he stops he's the run. Good, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. stops the run. He doesn't get pressure on the court. I mean, I know it's not his job. I know it's not what he's known for, but he's, he's like a part, thumper. He's, he's part thumper. of that. Like he's part of that base set. Deshaun Hand is not really getting pressure to the quarterback this year from the interior. Good against the run, though. You're just not getting pressure. Exactly. Or not getting, like, we just don't have a guy that gets pressure on the quarterback from the interior, like you mentioned. So They signed Nick Williams to be that, and then they realized he wasn't that, so they used him on their early two-down package where they try to stop the run. And it's, you know. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's going to be difficult to fix this because they want to focus on stopping the run, but then it limits the pass rush. And then if they put these guys out there, then they're scared they're going to get off by the, carved up by the run. I'm telling you, man. I mean, like, you guys shit on him. But I think Trey Flowers makes a difference because he does both. He does both at a solid level. He's really good against the run. And then I think he's a solid pass rusher. He's, 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 he's also done on the field on first and second down. Oh, he definitely should be, though. He should be. That's what I said. He is most of the time, like for the yeah, most he plays, part. He right? plays a lot when he's he, on the field. Yeah, but he don't. He don't feel on first and second now. Not always, but he's on sometimes there a lot. he is like, though. He's on there because he's good against the run. Yeah, he's really good at setting. It's BS. usually him, Shelton, Penasini, and then they'll have their Jack linebacker who will be either not since Jacksonville. No, they no, they still put Trey Flowers on first and second down Rich, for sure. Bro. Bro, since Jacksonville, when I was the I was at Jacksonville game at at Jacksonville. Look at the Colts ran, game. Look at the Falcons game. The Trey Flowers. He's out there. He's out there on second and third down. He's still out there for. If I'm not mistaken, he's still out there on first down. Trust me, they run a three four. Their three four is with Nick Williams, Penasini, Shelton, and, and Danny Shelton. They have Raglan. They were running Christian Jones, and in the middle was Tavai and Jamie Collins. But that's that, that's crazy, right? Like, why? Yeah. Why not have your best guys out there? Yeah. It makes it uh, it's mind boggling. Why why not have your best guys out there? I'm watching the. Falcons you know, you game. paid a guy ninety million dollars or whatever it is, and he's not on the field on first down. I mean, this this is mind boggling to me. I mean, I like I said, I, I guess it's because they want to stop the run, and it worked against Jacksonville. It worked against Atlanta. There was a big big front. Flowers is good against the run, though. Like, he doesn't get, like, stuff. Like, he's he's good at setting the edge. Like, people rarely, like, can run on his side. Like, he's good at defending his side. When you're playing, when you're playing a 3-4, bro, your, your lineman has to be at least 290, 280. You got to have a big front. Yeah, and that just, that just, that's just the lineman. You're, 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 you're right, you're left end, you're right end, and your nose tackle, they got to be big as fuck. Even these third down rushes, man, these are sus. <laughs> you just see them do stunts and stuff, and they just get it going nowhere, right? You see yeah. it, right? <laughs> I'm watching it right now. <laughs> it's sad, bro, because you're watching them doing stunts. They're trying, they're trying everything in the possible to try to get the quarterback, and it's just not working. It's getting picked up. Jared it's just Davis. bad. Jared Davis, uh, Flowers, Romeo, and uh, they put R- Raglan in a stunt. He, he comes yep. back. He get he got he got picked up. Didn't do shit. Raglan has power. They try to use his power. I've seen that, but he rarely like gets the. He rarely like can move it. It's it's weird what they do. They they try to. They've actually tried so much. Shit. I can't even keep track. They have Collins sometimes, and Mel Collins on the outside. I'm right. I haven't like, seen them. I haven't seen them put. I haven't seen them put. I seen them put Danny Shelton on the outside. How about Romeo Quar on coverage right now? I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen, um, yeah, Rome, just... Ro- Romeo is dead ass 10 yards past the fucking line right now. Oh, Lord. Like, it's... <laughs> All, right. Like... All right, guys, let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll get into our baller, Oopsie Doops of the Week, and then as always, our Monday voicemail. So we'll be right back. 
2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is crucial. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going an extra mile to make sure you get every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship features all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Don't forget, use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag that's blue wire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts all right guys so pierre you got a lion's victory you got some options this week who is your baller of the week man i'm kidding um uh, deandre swift so he had 21 touches, 149 yards, one touchdown. And you saw the difference he makes on the field. You run it on the inside, run it on the outside, play action, screen pass. He could do it all. And I thought yesterday he, I also saw him pick up a blitz. So his pass pro is getting a little better. So that's also a positive. So DeAndre Swift, baby. All right. And co-candidate, I think, deserves it is Matt Stafford and Matt Prater. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they've. As if I had, if this was my segment, I'd be giving it to those guys as well. Those guys played really well. Yeah. I think, though, I think like Swift's game opened up the entire offense, though. I think the offense ran through Swift yesterday. That's why I gave it to him. I didn't think did. about Stafford, but Swift opened up the entire offense. But I would say 16 seconds he had, Stafford had, to get yeah. to field goal range with three timeouts. I mean, that's impressive. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how you, how you put it. That's impressive. Yeah, impressive field goal, too, obviously, by Prater. Yeah. Oh, no yards. doubt. And yeah. shout-out to Prater, too. Like he, he, I think he got his confidence back. He made two big field goals yesterday. Yeah, that, that was huge. So that was huge for his confidence. Cause, huge. And yeah. even me, I was like kind of questioning, like, all right, is Prater, like, does he still have it? And I'm, I'm back on the train now. Prater's still my kicker, and he just needs to keep it up. He needs to make two more kicks for me to be back on this train. Bro, he he drilled a fifty nine. It probably would have been good from like sixty four. I, I, I he get it. He drilled but that thing. 
if I see him on the field and he has to make a 49 yard field goal, my heart's still gonna be pumping, bro. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> like, oh, Did you shit. know he's 22 for 22 on game winning field goals or tying field goals? Yeah, he's, he's, he's big time, man. Since being in Detroit. Ooh. Yeah, good, the guy's man. clutch, man. Even Stafford. Stafford and Prater are clutch, and that's huge for us. Our two guys, when we need clutch, are clutch. That's what's up, man. I just wish they did it all throughout the game, but yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you hopefully you just wish like they took a knee or whatever, but you know, everything is hard with Matt Patricia. Yeah, it's like I didn't want to see Stafford back on the field. <laughs> I just want to see him take that knee. Unfortunately, they didn't. So it is what it is. They won the game, whatever. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right. Oopsie doopsie of the week, Mr. Krabs. What up, boy? Uh, our oopsie doopsie of the week, our MVP, Matt Patricia. Oh, oopsie doopsie of the week. I don't know. There's no way to twist it. This defense collapsed in the second half. You can give it to Corey Island, whoever. The defense in general is just, it was not good, man. Pass rush stinks. The secondary stinks. Linebackers. I think besides outside of Jamie Collins and maybe Reggie Ragland. Well, he played well yesterday. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, the defense was bad. So I'm going to give it to Matt Patricia. I mean, like you mentioned, just another collapse in the fourth quarter. This is so opposite of Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was the complete opposite. Jim Caldwell would get off to slow starts and then come back towards the end and maybe be short or obviously win the game. Matt Patricia is the complete opposite. He gets off to fast starts and does not know how to hold on to a damn lead. So <laughs> Matt Patricia and company, Corey Udlin, are this week's Oopsie Doopsie of the Week. Let's do the voicemails now. <laughs> Mel Cause some came in the mail today. Okay. Okay. These nuts. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, it's voicemail time. I mean, I know you guys called in. A lot of people were upset about the game. A lot of people were happy about the game. But let's just let's go dive into these voicemails. Uh, let's go to the first voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey guys. Love the show. This Travis. I've called in before. Um, I just want to say this is, this is a mixed feeling game. Yes, I'm happy that uh, my boys won, as always. But also, there's a lot of things I was just upset with that where I wouldn't have been too upset if they did lose because, again, it's that weird thing. Patricia would have been gone. But um, I want to say that our boy Matt Prater got back on it with that clutch game-winner kick, and Stafford looked good today. And surprise, surprise, DeAndre Swift is an actually good running back if you give him the chance. I don't know where or how all of a sudden the coaching staff got the idea to, you know, actually start him. But kid was good today. And I honestly think here forward, he should be the starter. Now, they want to do the rotation or whatever, that's fine. But DeAndre needs to get majority of the snaps. The kid was the kid was good. He showed – those weren't even flashes to me. That just showed what he could do. 
So he's 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 gonna have a good future with us, I think. Um, but the defense was just I don't know, that whole the tackling was god awful and then I don't know what it was in the second half between the third or fourth, all those early those open receivers and just their horrible tackling. But that that can't happen. Anyway, uh, go Lions. You guys love the show. Keep it up. Thanks. All right. Diablo, you got any comments about that? Uh, thank, you, thank you for calling. Well, that, that, that's first of all. Um, He basically said what, what we said. Like, yeah. No, no disagreements. Right. No, you're good, man. Uh, I guess let's go to the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. Jeff here. Uh, honestly, not too many thoughts on the game itself. Uh, good uh, good game from Marvin Jones and DeAndre Swift. Keeps proving why he deserves more touches than he's getting. Um, honestly, it's, I just don't feel emotionally connected to this team anymore. Uh, well, more so to the games anymore because of the coaching staff and the regime. Um, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm just so I don't I don't care if they won the game. I really don't. You, know, you barely beat a two and six Washington team without a name. Well done. Well done. Um, but I'm just so ready to open up Instagram one day and see one of you or all three of you post that Quinn and uh, Patricia and Bevel and Unlin have been fired. I'm just so ready to see them out of Detroit. Um, the way I feel about this team is. Uh, is on par with the same way I felt about the team during the Matt Millen era. Um, so I'm just ready for the, I'm just ready for the next people to come in. I'm so, I'm so sick of this team. I'm so sick of the, the, you know, we, when it, honestly, when Washington tied it up, made it 24, 24, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just, let's just see Washington win. Maybe the Fords will finally see reason to fire this awful regime we have, but uh, this is, I'm, I'm over it. No, I thought Jeff hit it right on the nail, man. I I told you guys to start the episode. I didn't have that same emotional connection. I'm just not in it, man. I told you, I feel the same way I felt last year. Like, we won the game. It was nice. You saw some nice things. But at the end of the day, like Jeff mentioned, you were playing a 2-6 and six team previously before the game. A team that doesn't have a, a, a name. They're the football team. That's their team name is the football team. I don't know, man. I think this team sucks still. I think they blow. Um and I'm like, Jeff, man, I just want this thing to end, man. I'm so sick of this false hope of Patricia and Bob Quinn and, like, we're four and five. We have these two easy games. If we get by, maybe we're above 500. We're setting up for an interesting December, meaningful games, just like Sheila Ford asked for. Like, dude, I don't want this. Like, this team showed me already what they've shown me. I I don't know. They, if they do somehow win these next two games, I think they're going to get exposed again. They're going to buy some people back in, and we're just, I'm not I'm not letting it happen. I'm not letting them uh, break my heart again this year because I'm, <laughs> unless they actually do it, I'll have to see to believe it. I'm not buying and false. I'm not going optimism. I'm like Jeff, man. Um, it, it is what it is. That's so wait, so are you waiting to for the Tampa Bay game? So if they beat Tampa Bay, how would you feel? Yeah, that's a long way from now. If they get to Tampa Bay, they're competitive. That game means something by December. That game means something, which I don't think it'll mean anything by then. But if that game means something, and they win, I'll buy back in. Yeah, buy back in. So that that that'll be the the game that'll make you buy back in. It would have to be they have to win these next two games and win the first couple games in December, or 
at least look good in these December games where I can maybe see something. Because I didn't, like, I, I didn't take anything away from that game yesterday. I really didn't take anything away from that game. Really? Not even, not even a, a, better, a better offense, maybe? That defense, like, yeah, they have a good front four, but we mentioned their run defense blows. Washington's run defense wasn't good. Yeah, well, they passed the ball, but... Yeah, we're talking about Stafford here. I, I can't. I can't do it, man. No. It didn't, I, 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 it didn't impress me. If anything, I was more disappointed than what I thought the game was going to be. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was going to come down to that. It shouldn't have come down to that. It shouldn't have. I personally want to see them stop their run when they play like Dalvin Cook again, Aaron Jones, and Derrick Henry. That's what I want to see. Not happening. Then, then, <laughs> then there's no point. I mean, if you don't stop those runs, then you're you're going to lose all those games. They, probably, they didn't think most it, they, there's no way in hell they're going to stop Dalvin Cook with that package that they have. Their their big their big upfront run package. <laughs> they they have no what chance. About, uh, they need Derek to switch Henry. it around. Derrick Henry? Nah. I mean, Aaron Derek- Jones? Honestly, I hope Aaron Jones goes. That would be fantasy playoff time. Yeah. I mean, give me, I give me, give me another 40 point. I was I was more connected to my fantasy team yesterday than I was connected to the Lions yesterday. Not you know, lie. even Ronald Jones, he had a 98-yard run yesterday. So they got, they got some like uh, Mike Davis, too, good back, playing him that will break that down. Uh, on uh, Sunday, Mike, Mike Davis is pretty good too. So they they they're inconsistent with stopping. Don't right. When some days they'll do it, and other days they don't. And I think, it's a, I think it's depending on the back. I think it's, it's it's a matchup problem. It's like boxing, you know. Styles make fights. This is the same thing. I think, this, I think this defense, too. this defense, like their front, they could stop some. They could stop some running backs. But there's some running backs like Dalvin Cook that they this front just not gonna be able to stop like that. Like they yeah. need to go to the drawing board to figure some other shit out because this shit ain't it. <laughs> if they go bring, if they go try to bring that same three four and try to bring it to Dalvin Cook with, you know, having no speed, and you know you're missing tackling, it's not gonna happen. Fundamentals, Pat level got to coach a better. So okay, okay, go back to the caller now. What Jeff said. How do you guys feel? Are you guys in line with Jeff? Um, like we, I talked about it earlier, I wasn't as ready tight. for it. To end? I don't know. Um, like yeah, I'm saying, like, are you guys like ready for this to end, or like, you guys still like okay with writing this out? Look, I want to see this team succeed, but I, I don't trust this regime. That's where I am right now. I just don't see an end goal with this. That's regime. what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't. So I just want me. it over with. Like <laughs> I just want it done. I wanted, I wanted, I, I, I was hoping that he got that they fired him after the the Vikings game. I thought that was it, but like, apparently it's not. It wasn't. Apparently it wasn't. Like, but I, I mean. Do I want to sit here and watch the Lions lose every game? No, no man. No, it's depressing, bro. Like, losing sucks. But, like, yeah, so at the same like, time. Did you, fun? did you guys have fun watching that game yesterday? I would have had fun if they didn't blow a 21-point lead, bro. It was fun at first when it was 24-3. I'm not going to lie. Right no, I'm going to quote you here. You said this game is boring. You, you <laughs> no, this game is boring. I said it was boring because Washington was playing boring. But, like, it was fun, like, being up. That's what I mean by that. It was fun, like, like you're comfortable, right? And then you're like, oh, shit. I would have had a much they better score. mood. I would have had a much better mood if they would have beat them 24-3. If that was the yeah. ending score of the game, if they would have beat them 24-3, I think we'd have been like, okay, we no, beat a bad team, but we dominated. No, it is what it is, you know? No, you're, you're completely but the, right. You're completely right. If they won this game by 20-plus, they won the game how they played the first half. If they won this game like Jacksonville, yeah. I'll, take some, I'll take some positives. I'll give credit where credit's due. 
that did not happen on it Sunday. It didn't happen. It, it didn't, didn't happen on Sunday, and that's why I can't get emotionally connected with this team right now. They show me nothing for me to get emotionally connected. They show the same old shit they've been doing the last three years now, what they've been doing this year. I mean, what is there? There's nothing to believe. I wasn't, you know, there for the Matt Millen era, but from what I've heard, it's the same shit, if not worse. Yeah, this is worse because I'm telling you, Matt Millen era, we didn't have a quarterback, and it was yeah. just, it was just chaos. Like the Jets, kind yeah. of the Matt Millen was like the Jets, sort of. No, Matt Millen was terrible. His drafting was terrible. Everything was terrible. Every, hey, nothing went right. Calvin. Yeah, he also drafted Roy Williams, Mike Williams, <laughs> Billy Williams. He drafted anybody named Williams that Williams. could play wideout pretty much. Joey Harrington, <laughs> Drew Stanton. <laughs> who else did he draft? No, but My he gosh. just he, he he was he wasn't he wasn't good. Yeah, this is this is comparable to the Matt Millen era, I guess you could say. It's comparable, but I, I, I would say like I mean, record wise, it was worse back then. But this is like the same shit. It's, the only thing is, uh, you have a quarterback that gives you a chance to win a game. Yeah, back then, you did, back then the Lions, you watched the Lions game, and you knew the results. They didn't like, have a chance to win any game because they didn't have a quarterback. Matt Stafford gives you that that slight chance to win, to win games. Let's say like Chase Dino was starting. Do they even win two games if Chase Dino's a starter? Probably not. What here? Yeah, they won't win just like last year. They won't. Win, they won't win a game. So like, like take Stafford out of the equation. This this team sucks basically. You take Stafford out. This is an zero sixteen team. With Stafford, they suck. Without Stafford, they suck. Without Stafford, they're zero sixteen, bro. They're not winning. Yeah, a game. that's what I'm saying. With Stafford, they suck. Without Stafford, they suck. I mean, what else do you need to see? This team sucks. Let's just go to the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey guys, this is Ivan. Um, just seeing your posts on Instagram through the Pride Podcast page. Um, this game doesn't really change my perspective from the coaches. Um, really doesn't for anyone. We totally saw what happened. We were almost blowing the lead and we could have won that basically one night game. So it really doesn't really change anything. So I'm still so skeptical to see what happens down the road. He's about to steal our jobs, bro. He's got the same results. He got, he got the same. He got the same exact results as you guys, man. Yeah, he's about to steal our job, man. <laughs> no, I mean, like I mentioned, I agree 100. I'm not bought in. I don't think it changes anything. Yeah, let's go to the next caller. Let's call it uh, voicemail. Hello. Um, I just wanted to call in and say that to be honest, uh, the win didn't really, um, didn't really even excite me because. We had a 24-3 lead, you know, and it's hard to get excited when your team your team constantly blows leads. I mean, at the start of the year with 
with Chicago, and then we were doing good. We got to a nice start against New Orleans, 14 and nothing, and then like four unanswered touchdowns. It's I love my Lions, but it's hard to it's hard to get excited over them. And when they do stuff like this, the win the win doesn't feel well deserved. Washington should have won this game. I mean, you think about it. The, the the offense they do it every game. Get a nice lead. We go into the the fourth quarter. Offense starts to go three and out. Defense gives up long lengthy drives that end in a TD. I just don't see I I don't see this team. I don't see this team winning six games this year. Maybe or uh, maybe not even maybe they won't even win another game this year. I mean. They have a cakewalk of a schedule on the way. But if you do stuff to this against the Washington football team, I don't think you're going to have a chance at making the playoffs at all. And I don't think they will until they – it all starts with firing Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Caldwell was good. They said 9-7 wasn't enough, and look at what happened now. Last year, two years ago, 6-10. and 10. After this year, 3-12 – Three twelve and one, and this year so far four and five. I would just like I would just like to see Patricia win seven games this year, but knowing how it is, we're probably going to lead in all of our next games and and lose all of them. Go Lions! Thank you. I mean, this guy is smart, right? Like Patricia, that's been the thing in his tenure, right? He gets a lead, then he blows it. I, I forgot how many numbers he how many blown leads he has. He has a lot of them. Do you have the numbers? Do you guys know? I'm just saying. Last time it was like, what, was like, what 18, like, right? 19, 20. We've said them on this podcast. Not on the set, but we've said them on this podcast a lot. I don't, I don't even want to go back and look. I mean, whatever, man. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not. If this was like maybe a good team, like, and they blew a lead and still won, I can maybe take something away from it. But, like, this was the football team. They don't have a goddamn name. A football team. They don't have a goddamn name. I know. Like, I told you, it's just not impressive to they're me. Just a, they're just a football team. I, I think everyone's agreeing with me so far. Ever since I've, I said my first <laughs> response, I think everyone said, like, very similar stuff to what I'm saying. I just yeah. haven't had any disagreement Yeah, It's just, yeah. All right, uh, let's go to the next voicemail. Voicemail. No, this, this was a garbage win from a garbage team playing another garbage team. This uh, coaching staff has done nothing to inspire any type of uh, loyalty, fandom, uh, it's just bad. Defense is terrible. We give up leads continuously. I think Patricia and uh, his class of clowns have done nothing but suck the life of uh, enjoyment of football out of this team and the fans. He needs to go. No one should be excited about this victory. Add that to the the list. (laughs) Dude, like... This guy is basically saying what we all said. We like we weren't as hype when the game started. Like what? Like they're taking the fun out of it for us, you know? Yeah. yeah. Malcolm and goes like fucking Bevel, and then me and Tyler go like fucking Patricia. Yeah. Add that to the list. It just gets it's growing. Do we have another one? Let's go. Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah, there we do. Let's go to this voicemail. Voicemail. So a lot of things to talk about this game. First and foremost, giving up a twenty-four-three lead uh, like that is abysmal it still should cause for uh patricia's firing although prater saved our ass and stafford did what he had to do to get there 
this game should be – it could have went either way. It could have been uh, we losing this game again, a nice fourth-quarter blown, uh, blown lead, and Patricia should be fired. But Patricia lives on for another week. We'll see how it goes next week if it's another abysmal performance against the Panthers. But uh, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, love the podcast, and um, can't wait to hear you guys. Thank you. Yep. Add on another one to the list. What's the score right now? <laughs> What's the score? Right? <laughs> I don't know, like seven zero, eight zero, or something like that. Another um, one. I mean, this is just yeah. facts. Yeah, and uh, facts facts. man, we appreciate the support. He said, like, he appreciates listening to us. We appreciate the support, and we'll always provide you with the best content. Yeah, so and I'm not. Thank you I'm not, for listening. Yeah, and I'm not selling you guys on false hope again. I mean, I might have done it a couple of weeks ago. I'm not doing yeah, it for you guys. Uh, I'm telling. I'm telling you, this team straight up is not good. So, what's Bill? Hey guys, it's my second time calling in. Last time I was talking about the Stefan Gilmore trade, so I just want to give my thoughts on the game. Um, first of all, I was super annoyed, and let's be honest, or I'll I'll be honest here, I did not want the Lions to win. You guys can call me a fake fan, whatever, but I'm just wanting what's best for the team. And the truth is, is that Patricia isn't going to take us anywhere. Maybe he'll get us as a wild card team, but there's no chance we win a playoff game. He's just wasting players' careers, and I'm uh, done with it. He is ruining our chance at a top draft pick while also not taking us anywhere. And this win just proves that it's honestly super annoying. The only positive takeaway from this game is that Swift is legit, so that's good. Um, I don't know how to feel. I'm just disappointed in this team, in this not in this team, in this coaching. I mean, a 24 to three lead blown. There, there deserves to be no celebrating after this game. All right, that's my thoughts. Uh, add another one. I'm not. I mean, I'm not gonna tell this guy to act be a fan. Be a fan, or everyone be a fan. If you wanted them to lose, you know, it makes sense. If you wanted them to win, makes sense. I'm not gonna if tell you're you to be team tank. You want them to lose. If you're like, I just want to see the Lions succeed. You want to see them win. But um, I am with him though, because it makes sense what he's going with. He didn't say it, but this team is just in the middle. I like. Wouldn't you just rather have a team that completely sucks or a team that's legit? Like, doesn't just just suck, like, being in the middle, knowing that you literally have nothing going forward, basically? Like, this sucks. I, I mean, I don't know. I've been through that, and that still sucked. What? Being, being cool. at the bottom. Being, you suck. Yeah, but, like, isn't it better to, like, wasn't it more fun last year, like, maybe having the false hope of, like, having Chase Young, potentially, than this? Yeah, if you told me we were get Chase Young, I'd have been happy. But well, knowing saying. that, no, knowing that we didn't get Chase Young is, is a bummer. But we were competing for him all year. Like he like, made a crucial mistake yesterday. Just want to break that. Yeah, he, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, 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 I love Chase. I still love. I love to have this guy. Yep. I'm just saying. Like, wouldn't it be more fun, at least playing right now for Trevor Lawrence, than playing for the 15th pick? Right I now, mean, I mean. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean the thing is, rookies are not guaranteed. I remember we were playing for Joey Harrington. No, I everybody know was excited. Everybody was excited for that, and then no, I'm, I'm just saying we all saw how that turned out. I'm just saying it's at least more exciting. Like being this, what is this? What is, what is there to look forward to? There's nothing here. I mean, I mean, the only way you could be excited for tanking, and this is what I'm talking about tanking. If we do it exactly how the Miami Dolphins did it, that is exciting. 
You're loading up your team with draft picks. You're trading away guys. I get that. But if you're just going to risk it all and say, okay, I suck. Let's just roll the, the, our franchise on this number one pick. That's not fun either. It sucks. No, I understand that. But this sucks more, in my opinion. This is, is being they, both ways it sucks equally. I'm telling they, you, bro. They, they both suck. But I'd rather have be more excited on draft day than picking 15th and winning a couple games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like this, this it means nothing to me. It really means nothing. I mean, they have I mean, love like, like top five picks are not always guarantees, and like also guarantees. We had yeah. a lot of top yeah. five picks. No, I, I mean, bro, like we have a pick that was picked at eighteen, I think, Taylor Decker, and like in the twenties, Frank Ragnow. Those those guys both worked out. So it's just all about picking the right player. I don't think it necessarily matters where you pick unless well, if you want a quarterback. Well, you well, just Tyler, have to pick Tyler, the right player. Yeah, mean, Tyler, Tyler's talking about a, a franchise a changer. Oh, you're talking about a franchise quarterback. A I'm franchise about changer. A franchise piece. <laughs> a franchise changer, pretty much. He's I mean, about. yeah. I mean, okay, what's the better like chance of picking at one or picking at 20? What's the chances of you're going to get a franchise piece? I, I see, see what one. you're saying. All right, I see what you're saying now. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. True. Like, yeah, Obviously, you could find gems undrafted, but that's that's a given. I'm not saying that. But what's the chances they're better? You you have a better I chance. I mean, like Lamar Jackson was late first. J.J. Watt was late first. Like you could find good players like later not, on. You just as I told you, Tony him. Romo. I mean, say what you want to say about Tony Romo. He was undrafted. He was undrafted. Yeah, he was yeah. undrafted. Say what you want to say about. Pretty good quarterback too. That's what I'm saying. Like obviously Great you could find gems in the mid rounds. I'm not saying that, or you know, later in the first round. But the likely chance of getting a star in the top five is way more likely than getting a star at 20, 25, 15, whatever. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, you just I mean, if you're looking at this year, would I be excited being one in what 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 have been the record? One in uh what, six, seven? What are you talking about? Uh, what what would one our record eight. be when it will be one, one in eight? Yeah, we'll, right now, yeah. Eight. Yeah, eight. like so we're one and eight right now. Would I be excited saying, "Oh, we're in a running for tra- for um, Trevor Lawrence"? I mean, sure, you could say that. I guess you could say that, but it's like gonna suck losing, bro. No, hundred percent. Like Biser sucked, but I think one and eight would be more fun right now than being three and seven. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I enjoy ta- if they're taking like like the way Dolphins Dolphins did it perfectly. Like, look at them now. That man. that was that was a blueprint of tanking. All right. Yeah. Uh, Looks like we only have a, a few more voicemails left. Uh, uh, voicemail. Okay, so here's the thing: the Detroit Lions are the epitome of mediocre. Okay, and mediocre in our standards is okay because that's what the Lions basically make everything off of, right? Mediocre. When's the last time the Lions have had a winning, not a winning season, but really a season where they played like? to the point where they made it deep in the playoffs when they had Bowie back in the 90s. Okay. So, really mediocre and just making it to the wild card is really like the Super Bowl for Detroit Lions fans. So, what I'm really saying here is that them making it to 7-9 and nine is not okay because I think what we need as Lions fans is that we really need a good winning season. You know, like a good, I mean, obviously we're not going to get it because it's the Detroit Lions, but all we're going to do this season is go 7-9, and nine, okay? And then Matty P's going to get hired again because, oh, um, because, oh, he, we're still rebuilding, you know? 
or we're going to go eight and eight, you know. And Martha Ford, she's just going to say, you know, that's fine. Keep them another year. And Bob Quinn. The Quinn-Trisha duo is not doing good for us. So, yeah. I personally think they go seven nine. They're out. I don't. I don't bring them back. And the reason why, not just because of the record, but the way they've lost some of these games, the way they've been embarrassed, and the way they've almost even lost some of these games, I just don't see them coming back. I don't know if ownership under our ownership knows how football works, though, like how the game works. Like you know us. Like we saw yesterday. That ass. Like yesterday. Do they know like Washington is a bad team? No, no I'm being serious. Like, do they know that? Like, do they know how football works? Do they know that they give a 24-3 lead? Do, I, I don't know, bro. I don't know if our owners understand and know, like, how actually football works. Because we've seen it time and time again. They're too patient. Like, I would have fired him after the Vikings game, right? But they kept him. I mean, I don't you know probably, how you our probably, owners... You probably would have fired, you would have fired him last year. Yeah, that ass. Me and Tyler would have fired them both last year. No cap. But um, I would have fired them after last year's Vikings game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, do they know? Like, do our owners understand football? I mean, it's the Fords. I mean, I'm not shocked. I know they understand what an F-150 is and what a Mustang is and all that. But do they know what the hell stopping the run is? Giving giving losing a 24-3 lead. Do they know that? Like, do they understand that? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think they build the, like the ownership. I think they build a certain relationship with these guys, and it just, it's just hard for them to let let to let go. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do that, exactly. But they're the Fords, and that's how they that's how they, they run a family business. I mean, they, they got you by like family. You yeah, know, re- realistically though, like how many owners actually know about football? As um, like a, as, as, besides Jerry Jones, I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I don't just really about to say that we need owners understand. We need an owner like Jerry Jones who's going like, to take ownership and say, "Yo, like, this person is effing up, and they need to they need Jerry get their Jones, shit to, They need to get their shit together." And I'm just saying, like, I remember Hakeem Valdez said, and he he was spot on. He's saying like the ownership game is just like a like owning a country club. It's like something just like to brag about, like, "Oh, I'm the owner of the Detroit Lions. Oh, I'm the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals." Like. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think, like, it's overrated, but, I mean, it's the only nucleus has been around the whole time, so I can see why you guys question it. And there's so many of them, they just, like Peter mentioned, they're very patient, but... It's because man. everything starts from them. That's why... No, that's, no, no, you're, you're completely right. Everything starts from them. So they, they they hire the, you know, this guy, they'll either hire the GM or the president. Yeah. They'll hire that person. No, yeah, and then that right. person makes the decision to hire somebody else. So their initial hire is bad. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, too, they, they don't know how to hire people. They hire firms. Like, they're not smart. They don't know league people. Their president doesn't know shit about football. He knows how to ju- make money. No, 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 I'm not justifying the fourth at all. I'm just saying, right. though, I'm just, how yeah. many owners in the NFL really know what's going on in football? I don't yeah. think there's many. I can That's tell you right the thing, now, the, right? the Patriots owner, the Patriots Robert owner, Kraft. Robert, yeah, Robert Kraft, Kraft knows Kraft about he knows a lot about what's going on. Do you know I, I would say joke? not even half of them know what football is, like, what's going on. I mean, like I, I think bro, I, I would say I'll say the successful teams' owners probably know what's going on. Maybe 
I think like if you own a team, you have to like be passionate about it. You have to know what's going on. You have to. You're too. You're too rich to be passionate about a football team. <laughs> you had to do something to get that money to own a football team. It's like, Wait, bro, you're paying these guys all these money. Like all the, you're paying the players. You're paying the GM. You're paying the the head coach. Like you're paying these guys a lot of money to lose. It no, has I, to be hard. Like, yeah, I, I'm just tough, saying, it's, it's 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 not like the regular fan owning a team, like one of us owning a team. It'd be a lot different. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, there's so many passion in there, bro. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I, don't know. I mean, I just I, I just I don't know. Steve Ball, like, have you seen Steve Ballmer, man? Holy shit! Or, I mean, like, look in Detroit. Mike Illich, he was very passionate. Mike Mike Illich, yeah, Mike Illich was uh, that guy was really smart. He knew what he was doing. His son is kind of cheap though, so. Mike Illich. I mean, I loved him to death, but I mean, we're talking baseball now. I don't want to go too far into this, but he kind of held back the Tigers a little far because he wanted to win so badly. But yeah, right, right. <laughs> we actually got we actually got two voicemails left. So All let's right. go to this the next voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Hey guys, this is uh, anonymous Lions fan and uh, play to win the game on Twitter. Uh, first, I want to say thanks for giving this opportunity to let the fan base be heard on you guys' podcast. That's really awesome. Um, second, I hadn't watched this uh, game against the Washington football team just yet. Um, so busy doing other other important things. Uh, but I imagine how I feel. I've kind of kept up with the score from my phone, and it looked like it was the same old type of situation. You got a big lead and almost surrendered it, relying on a... 59-yard field goal from Prater to seal the win. Um, I watched the, the highlights as well. Um, so there's a few things I want to say. I mean, there's, there's a reason why I'm anonymous. And it frustrates the hell out of me because I've been a Lions fan my entire life. And I saw it when during Patricia's first game against the Jets that he is not the guy for this team. And, and I was chastised for saying this, but I said that after that first game to fire him right then and there. Because he was obviously not the guy. He was on the sideline like a deer in headlights. His eyes were wide. He had no answer for anything. And it was obvious to me at the time that they were setting themselves up for a potential eight-year rebuild. So they're going to give him three to four years to turn around. And then you're going to have another three to four years to rebuild. So, you know, none, none of this is, is surprising me. I know, uh, Malcolm, you may not agree when I say this. I know you, you, you got that tagline, fucking bevel going on. But I'm not sure if these offensive roles are are devil's fault. I really think he's doing what the head coach, the man in charge, Patricia, is telling him to. Now, I see that it looks like they started swift over Peterson. Thank God, finally. Peterson still has a role in his team, and he still has some left in the tank. But he should not be getting the starter carries over swift. And it's obvious for what's been going on this whole season. Um, but I really think that Bevel is doing what's asked for him from Patricia. I don't see any cre- creativity in this offense. As everyone's saying, you know, none of this is new. Um, but when you look at what Bevel did when he was with uh, the Vikings, with Brett Favre, Percy Harvin, and Sidney Rice, even when he was, in, um, when he was at uh, Seattle, you know, they did a lot of moving around. You know, they used... Percy Harvin as a running back sometimes and as a receiver. And I'm not saying the Lions have that type of player, but the Lions have a lot of uh, they have a lot of skill position. They have a lot of talent. They have a way more talent team this year than they did under Mayhew. And I think a competent coaching staff would take this team and they'll be division champions 
or at least competitors for division champions, as opposed to right now where they're looking like the garbage of the NFC North. Well, they are the garbage of the NFC North. Um, so I think it's just a fun. That shocked me. I've never heard him before. I I, I think you guys know what we're talking about. This guy's from Twitter. Is it, is that him? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that, that was a shock. Yeah. <laughs> I never heard him before. I'm glad he called. Yeah, man. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the Twitter man. Yeah, he's always You're... commenting on our stuff. He's very yeah. active. Yeah, he's man. Followed. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think it's do you yeah. think it's Patricia <laughs> playing that mind control? Oh. Patricia with mind control over Bevel and making him There's... do this. I mean, we'll never know. Could... The thing is, um, they always... Well, first of all, he said the first thing I really agree with. The first game, you knew Patricia didn't have it. That's kind of like... I mean, that's that, was, like, that, was, <clears throat> that, was, that was the worst line game I ever watched in my life. That was probably one of the worst games I watched. But then it's also like year one. Some guys are unbought in, obviously. Um, you have these issues. So I don't necessarily agree with that statement. First game, you would have fired him. That just that doesn't make sense at all. Because um, then you're just leaving as... Because you're not just proving, like, as an owner, oh, like, we fucked up and we're going to about to just buy you out after one game. I don't think anyone would ever do that. I, I think what he, he meant, I think what he meant is he's like, saying he, he meant he knew he, he was a fraud from knew. that game. Yeah, he, like, he's seen, he, he, he knew the future from there. Like, he should have. Yeah. Yeah, he said from that first game, he knew that this wasn't it. Maybe. Um, and then he mentioned... Um, the thing about Patricia, he always has priests who wants to run the ball, right? Like, they've always said this, him and Bob Quinn. Their draft picks say that. Hawk, tight end, good blocker, he was. Ragnow, really good in the running game, passing game. Um, they drafted two running backs in the second round. So they really want to run the ball. They, they want to make that their identity. I mean, and Battle's known for I mean, running the ball. They hired a coordinator who loves to run the ball first. You know, in Seattle, they ran the ball a lot down there. They hired him here. So I, I don't I don't think necessarily Patricia's holding Bevel back. I think Bevel is just being Bevel. Bevel is just fucking Bevel. I'm sorry, I had to say that. The reason why hey. I say that is because I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't blame I can't, I'm not putting the, the blame on Patricia on this one. Bevel you has can blame Patricia. Bevel, he hired him. He, yeah, he can. But Bevel has a love for Adrian Peterson that's none that that's none that's not like anything else. He loves Adrian Peterson. This is his guy. He coached him when he was his, was his rookie year, I think it was. Yeah. And ever since then, he's been in love with them. Like he was like, "Oh, I wish I had AP back." Even when he was in Seattle, he was like, "Oh, I wish I had AP back." Like he loved yeah. Adrian Peterson. So now that he had a chance to have AP back, this whole first, you know, week one through week ten of Adrian Peterson being the starter, that's Bevel. That's that. Oh, wait, what week nine? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Week, week, yeah. One to yeah. week nine. That, that that's Bevel. Personnel, offensive personnel. That's Bevel. Well, fortunately, that's not Patricia. I can't. As much as I want to put the blame on Patricia, I can't. Yeah, that's just Bevel, fucking Bevel, loving uh, AP, and this and is why, and that's why Swift hasn't been getting the touches. And you look at why Seattle, a lot of Seattle fans really wanted Bevel gone because he'd run the ball too much too. He'd like they had Russell Wilson, right? He he'd, he'd run the ball a lot. They uh, they were angry. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Whatever. I think he wanted him gone because he, he did dumb shit. Go look he, he, randomly, he randomly did dumb shit. I don't think it's because they ran the ball too much. Seattle was super excited when they fired him. It, yeah, was, like, it was like when we fired J.B. Bapcooter. Everyone was happy. Seattle fans were ecstatic when they because fired him. Think about it. He cost them the Super Bowl. Yeah. He cost yeah. them the Super Bowl. They, they wanted him gone from that play. That play, they was like, yo, get this guy the fuck out of here. I mean, wouldn't you? But he still, survived. he still survived another year. Hey, our head coach made that cut. 
I gave him a big straight face. <laughs> Remember how we sat there in the presser? Like, dude, what the hell? I, yeah, I, they wanted him going from that play. I mean, Bevel, he has his moments where he does dumb shit. Like, he overthinks too much sometimes where you're like, yo, what are you doing? Like, there was a play that was like third and ten, and he rolled Stafford out. He rolled Stafford out. Like, I, why does he do that shit? Yeah, that's that, like, that play never works. You're <laughs> rolling him play? out. You're basically limiting where he could throw to. Has that play ever worked before? No, no, I've never. It's just not Stafford. Every time I see it, time I've seen that play, it resulted in a sack <laughs> or, or interception. Or, or, you know what or, you're doing when you do that? You're basically limiting the side you could throw to. Like it's very hard to throw across your body. It's it's like not smart. So you're basically just going this way, and you're basically limiting who you could throw to. I don't know. Stafford's just not that type of quarterback to be rolling out like that. Yeah, I mean, he's dumb. like, yeah, without like a third and two, like. I know, I know you don't like running the ball in third and two, but in situations like that, like I wouldn't have been mad if he ran the ball in third and two. Even if we didn't get it, even if we didn't get the clock is still rolling. I mean, and like when you run it on third and two, don't have like a jumbo package out on the field to make it obvious you're running the damn football. Like they do that, they they literally do that. Just hand it off in the shotgun, do something. I mean, third and two. I mean, I think Swift could get that. But even if even if you don't get it, the clock is still moving, man. This is a fourth yeah. quarter. You gotta get the you gotta keep the clock moving. You're rolling Stafford out to, to do what? Why are you having Stafford roll out for? <laughs> yeah. Remember the read option with Stafford? That was hilarious. Read out, like, why are they having Stafford do this shit? I, I don't know. Um the, the thing is though, like when they even when they want to run the ball on third and short, what they do is though, they bring like a jumbo pad. They're basically telling the defense we're running the ball. And they bring AP in there. Yeah. So like and they're telling you, we're going to ride in this well, gap right here. Work, even if it's AP or switch, whoever the back is, you have three wideouts in, right? The defense is like, they don't have their run package. They have their pass first package out there. You have maybe a tight end, right? And, and you just run the ball. You call like a draw or something. Yeah, that's right. The shotgun. You're not just as predictable, and just that works. Versus, right versus having a jumbo package, like, hey, we're telling you what to do. You beat us. Whoever wins first gets the first down. Like... You have to, like, just simple stuff like that. Like, this is not even creative. This is just, like, simple things where, I don't know, man. Yeah, man, fucking, uh, fucking bevel, <laughs> man. Fuck this shit. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Uh, voice, the very last call. And before I start this call, I just want to tell everybody, thank you for calling in and leaving these voicemails. Uh, we, we definitely enjoy hearing y'all perspectives on what's going on with the game. Um, seems like everybody's on the same boat that they want to get this dude to hell out out of here um i think we're all in agreement i think he i think he needs to go but uh let's get to the very next uh very last voicemail uh voicemail what's up boys this is matt uh lion fan brand new just watching you guys listening to your podcast awesome to hear quick things man i don't know super dope we won that's awesome and nothing's gonna take that from us that we kicked them but here's the thing though man that last fourth quarter, very end of the beginning of the third, we gave up so many points. This defense at first was looking hot, and then we just give it up at the end. And I mean, Washington ain't that great. And we put up, we almost let them come back and take us out. So, I don't know. With this coaching staff, it's hard. They got a dub, which means that's locking them in for a much longer time. But do you think these guys have what it takes to get us over that hump? Because from what I'm seeing... They can beat the poo poo teams. We beat we beat Arizona, but how are we gonna play against the teams that actually matter? Minnesota, Green Bay in our division, we're still last place. Nothing new. Alright boys. Let me know. Have a great one. 
we can't be a good team at a consistent level. They're like an average to below average team. They're not like really bad. They're not really good. They're just stuck right now. So that that's what I've the lines it are. Million times they're in no man's land. They yeah. So it it if the defense was average, like if they were like 16th or 18th versus like 29th or whatever, well, what chance? They make some noise, right? Like the Dolphins aren't the Dolphins like 16th or 15th or something like that yeah, in defense. Somewhere around there. Yeah, and their offense, I mean, it's not like nothing spectacular. Their offense works, right? So if, if you have like a decent defense with a solid offense, you, you can make some noise, but they don't have like even like... We don't have either. <laughs> our, offense is, our, just, our offense is below average. Our defense blows. Uh, the offense is starting to I wanna, show, I say show some average. signs. Our yeah, offense, offense had one good game. Come on now. It hasn't been good all year. It's, you can't just Dude, you have Stafford, though. You have Kenny Galladay coming back. Yeah, you have Swift. We've spent 10 weeks. We've played nine games. We've had one good or two good offensive performances. Yeah, yeah it seems like they're still learning what they versus have. Two versus two bad defense. And, and, and check that out. Even And you calling this Washington game one of our good offensive performances, and we still almost lost this game. Exactly. Yeah, like – And this wasn't – like, I don't even count this as really good. I told you. They got conservative. <laughs> it was a good first half. I mean, we look at Stafford's numbers. What, he threw 300 yards, three touchdowns? Stafford, Stafford was good. Stafford was sharp. Stafford was, Stafford was sharp. He played one of his better, probably the best game he played all season. Best game this year, I think. Okay. Yep. And and we still almost lost. We blew a 21-point yeah. lead with Stafford a, playing. A, a very, to a very bad football team. <laughs> to a to – a, to watch the bad football team? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, the, how does that even sound? Stafford played damn near perfect. And we still almost blew a lead to the Washington football team. And you ran the ball. No, I, I think that we we blew the lead. We damn near we almost lost the game. And you ran the ball effectively. So you had Stafford playing well. The run game was going, and you still almost lost. So that just tells you, like, they need almost everything to go perfect on offense for this team to even have a chance to even yeah, sniff that, a W. That, yeah, because this defense is just not it. And that offense reverse was not good. And like. I don't know, man. I feel like sometimes the coaching staff, too, like, they, they just put the players in, like, wrong. They don't put the players in positions to succeed always on defense. I think we have some, I mean, not the best players. The D-line is not that good, but I think the secondary guys are good. I don't think they put them in the best position to succeed. I don't think they're using Tracy Walker right. I mean, dude, like, Tracy it's and Okuda played under 50% of, this, of the snaps. That's your first-round pick and your third-round pick. Why are they not on the field? I think I think I, don't, I mean I I get Tavai no, no. like Tavai played nine snaps. He's your second round pick. We know he already, we already know he sucks. Uh, Akuda and Walker played under. That's 50% not nice. So how about we just say he's not good? No, he sucks. Can we just say like something like more like because all right, Tavai the word good. the word Tavai sucks. It just sounds like man, he sucks. Uh, he'll just be, say he's he, not. All right, all right. He, all right, he'll be, he'll, not, he'll, not, he'll be he'll be selling pro, mortgages yeah. in 2023 with T's Tabor. He's not professional worthy. He's, he's not. He'll good. be he'll be selling mortgages very soon. <laughs> like he might work with Malcolm. Who knows? Like an insurance company. <laughs> or hey, we, we're hiring. <laughs> oh shit! All right, all jokes aside, um, like you got all your high picks. They're not even on the field, right? Like, what are we doing here, man? And like Okuda and Walker are good players. I just don't think they're using them right. I mean, Okuda's young. He's young. He's still learning. But I don't think they're using Walker to his strength. They're they're playing him in man coverage. Coverage. He's not really a coverage guy. Like he's not. 
I think they should, they should they should learn to put your best players on the field. It's like I don't think they learned that yet. Like to just to put your best players on the field. Yeah, keep no, your best play. Like, keep your keep your best players on the field is just what I should say. Yeah, they what have like was it where they rotated Jonah Jackson. That, that pissed me off. You're taking your best guard off the field. They like, have like this thing where like they, if you're paid, you're playing. Yeah, like 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 I, I get it. Tufant, they paid him, but come or on, Vitae. Not, yeah, Vitae, same. I mean, Cosby, he he, he ain't bought out. Cosby, Dude, Crosby no pressures, no pressures, no sacks. I think if if I was if it was personally me, I I'd make Crosby part of the long term plans of this team. I like Crosby. I think he's a good right tackle. He's not like an elite tackle, but but he's good. Like he's serviceable. He's good. He's very good. You get me yeah. a good deal too, probably. Yeah, but, I mean, I. But, I they paid Big V, which is like, and Big V is like his your best ability is available. He's barely on the field when he's on the field. He makes stupid mistakes sometimes. He'll give up a sacks. He'll like he'll give up I mean, pressure. He's been he had an okay game versus Minnesota, but in general though, has even the thing worse is the, the thing is like I, I think honestly like with Vita, with Big V, he's not playing consistent position. It's yeah. like he could wake up one day you're like, all right, you're playing guard today. You go up say, oh, guess what? You're you're back at tackle. Yeah. So I mean, is, it, it's, like, it's hard. It's, it's not easy for Vitae. That's that's not easy. To try. Tell Taylor Decker to do that. Tell Taylor, tell Taylor Decker one day wake up that he's a guard and have him play guard for a game and then say, okay, uh, two games from now you'll play you'll play tackle. Yeah, but like if you wanted this guy to play guard at that point, why don't you just resign Graham Glasgow? Tyler has a good point there, for real. Like <laughs> you give Vitae all this money. You had we said we like Crosby. Like when they released Wagner, we all said we think they're going to keep Crosby, right? Then they go out and sign Big V. For the running game, they said they wanted to get big in the running game. He was a good run blocker or whatever, but he hasn't really like their honestly, best ability is availability. He's not on the field that much. Yeah, but honestly, I think with with um, Crosby, I think Crosby's um, I, I say development caught caught them from surprise because I don't think I, anyone, I don't think anyone predicted to be um, Crosby to be as good as he is now. That's well, why they brought him Big V. So, so, so Malcolm, Malcolm, we, we, I saw, actually, we saw flashes, but Malcolm, I mean, come I, on. I actually listened to our free agency podcast. Yeah, and, and, asked, and you know, you asked me that same exact question, and you said no. Would, so, no, no, I'm going to tell you exactly how it played out. You asked me who would you rather have right now, Vitae or Crosby? I said they both don't have much experience because you guys remember Vitae wasn't some starter in Philly either. I said not, you know, neither of them had that much experience, but I'd probably take Vitae at the moment. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. Vitae wasn't some experienced right tackle. It wasn't. It was you know, what it was. All, all it was is that Patricia seen the way he played them when they played that Super Bowl, because he was a starter against Patricia. Yeah. And he he saw how he. I forgot. I'm not sure if he. I'm not sure if he shut down the uh, Trey Flowers. I'm not sure who it was, but he had a good game that game. But ever since then, he, he's been in love with them. I wonder if Unlin also saw flat because Unlin was obviously worked with him. He knows him a lot from New England. I mean, from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. So I wonder if Unlin also had a lot of like intel into signing Vitae as well. It, it, it could have. I mean, they're they're like, look, he could play both. So he could play guard. He could play tackle. You wherever you want to put him. He's a big body. He's a huge, huge, huge body. Yeah, he's pretty big. So I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, and I think Toro Cosby just called him from left field. Could Toro Cosby playing at a very high level? Yeah, he's, yeah. Playing, he's playing a lot better than I expected. Obviously. Honestly, even if Vitae wants to play tag, they should just keep Crosby at tackle. Like, remember how the other day they didn't start him at tackle, and then Vitae got her and Crosby came back in. I mean, they shit, should just the Crosby way, should be the right tackle of this team. Like the for way real, he's the best right tackle. The way that offensive line played last week, 
the whoever started just needs to stay in there. It was it Obe Ode Bushi? Ode Bushi played really well. <laughs> whoever started, they just need to keep these guys in there because they played really well. And I'm not done with the whole playing dominoes and flipping guys in, flipping guys out. I don't I don't like that. All right, guys, that's a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed. And I'm Tyler. I'm signing out. Peace. All right, guys. Appreciate all the support. And I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And I'm out. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.